Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge, Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, along with... Joe Welke. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Kristen. Have you ever seen the movie Good Morning Vietnam? I have. You know how Robin Williams you know, comes on the air? I so want to do that. But I think I like scare people at this time <laughs> of the morning. <laughs> You, if I like came on and like scream, "Good morning, Central Wisconsin!" <laughs> yeah, you you might. Sometimes I'm not sure they're quite prepared for that. No, especially on a Monday. If it was Friday, I think everyone would be ready. But Monday, eh. well, you'll have to try it out when you're here on a Friday sometime. Oh, that'll be coming up in November. Yes, it will. I get to run the week. Oh yeah, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was disappointed though on my drive in this morning, heading through the Clark County Forest. We have nature's spotlight, you know, shining deer, you know, you have the spotlight. This morning we have a beautiful, beautiful full moon. Not one deer through the entire Clark County Forest. Well, Edna must have been tired today. It was Ethel. I have my my deer named and somebody whacked one of my deer. I think that was Bertha, but still, we're not going to talk about, you know, deceased Bertha. But I named the deer, but this morning none of them were out until I get all the way to the exit to Gulf Road, you know, hitting off of 94 onto Gulf to head into Eau Claire. There's a buck on the side of the road standing there looking at me. Of course. I was just saying adios. Adios, yeah. Either that or he's heading to Walmart, one of the two. <laughs> you know, getting ready for the ladies coming up a few weeks. It'll be rut. Well, I'm kind of impressed. I had more of a deer count than you this morning. I know. I had three deer <laughs> and, I had, and I had a skunk. Ugh. I kind of drove behind the skunk because usually it's a raccoon in that area, but it was a skunk. I'm like, ooh, I'm glad I missed you. Oh, yeah. But you know what? One thing I'm not going to miss is that nasty cold weather we had this last week. This weekend was gorgeous. This weekend was gorgeous. We went hiking, enjoyed the views. The colors were just breathtaking. Yeah, I'm amazed that the trees and the leaves, man, they've stayed really nice and 
they said it was going to get windy and blow them all off. And I know. They seem to have held on pretty good so far. Yeah, well, we have a great day today. We're looking at a beautiful day tomorrow. And then we'll worry. Bob can break the bad news for Wednesday. Of course. Let Bob do it. Let Bob do it. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's a beautiful day to be, well, actually, it's a beautiful time to be living in Wisconsin. The colors are changing. I believe Clark County is right at peak now. And from what I've been seeing, what I've been hearing, it's just gorgeous out there right now in the woods. So if you have today off, or in Jill's case, she's probably going to, you know, head out here in the next, what, hour? You're going to head home? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Get outside and do some hiking. Get outside and enjoy those colors. It's fall time in Wisconsin, Monday morning. And we want to say a big congratulations to all the youth hunters this weekend. A lot of deer were harvested, getting those younger generation kids out and about. And Jill, do you ever do that with your kids, go hunting in the youth hunts? I did not. You all did my not. kids, well, no, my sons went through the hunter safety and they both hunted a little bit, but not a lot of success and... My daughters are more nurturers instead of uh, hunters, so they didn't go that route. Yeah. See, mine are 10 and 7. The 10-year-old were just getting her into, like, plinking. You know, playing with the 22. Get, well, I shouldn't say playing with the 22, but, you know, working with the 22 and getting into that where my son, we're going to hold off on him. He's a little too... A little too aggressive? A little too rammy at this point, yeah. But he's 7. You know, he's a little right. boy. He likes to make ninja noises and slay dragons with his samurai swords in the house so oh yeah well is she good enough that she can shoot the squirrels oh she she can blow the heck out of a beer can <laughs> <laughs> but it is five o'clock on 104.5 fm waxx eau claire it's time to check in this morning with some national news nbc news radio i'm mark mayfield President Biden's recent Armageddon comments concerning Russia were not based on fresh intelligence. The president, I think, was accurately reflecting uh, the fact that the stakes are very high right now. That's according to National Security Council coordinator John Kirby. Appearing on ABC's This Week, he made it clear that U.S. intelligence wasn't seeing any indication that Russian President Putin had made a decision to use nuclear weapons in Ukraine or that the U.S. would need to shift their policy. The family of New York Congressman Lee Zeldin is unhurt after two people were shot outside his home. That's according to the Republican lawmaker who said the incident happened Sunday on his property in Shirley, where his teenage daughters called the police. The candidate for governor added that the victims were taken to a local hospital. Another hearing by the House Select Committee investigating last year's January the 6th attack on the Capitol is set for this week. Scott Carr has more. With less than a month to go before the midterm elections, the next and possibly last January 6th House Committee hearing is scheduled for this Thursday. The Democrat-led panel will convene at 1 p.m. Eastern. Last week, the committee met behind closed doors with Ginny Thomas, conservative activist and wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. The committee asked Thomas to appear after learning she corresponded with John Eastman a conservative lawyer who helped craft the legal strategy to pressure former Vice President Pence to unilaterally reject state electoral votes following the 2020 presidential election. I'm Scott Carr. Jury selection is set to get underway today and locked up former film producer Harvey Weinstein's California trial on sex assault charges. The 70-year-old has already been convicted of rape in New York and sentenced to more than two decades in prison. And the Energy Department is set to release the latest stats on gas prices today. Last week's national average rose slightly to 3.78 a gallon. Prices could rise again after OPEC's recent decision to cut oil production by 2 million barrels a day. AAA put Sunday's nationwide average at 3.91 a gallon. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. 
Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we had some great success at World Dairy Expo that wrapped up on Friday down in Madison. And a Wisconsin Holstein cow now holds the title. Oakfield Solemn Footloose E.T. danced her way to steal the show at World Dairy Expo as she was named the 2022 Supreme Champion. Footloose is owned by Duckett Holsteins, Vieira Dairy, and Tim and Sharon Abbott of Rudolph, Wisconsin, and took home the Gregory Blaska Memorial Trophy. Her winning streak began with numerous wins in the International Holstein Show, topping the five-year-old cow class, and later named Senior Champion Female and Grand Champion Female. Taking the title of Reserve Supreme Champion was the Grand Champion Female of the International Jersey Show from California. And at Expo, 300 entries were evaluated in this year's World Forage Analysis Super Bowl. And Rodney Archer of Alamosa, Colorado, was named the Grand Champion Forage Producer with his grass hay entry. The Grand Champion First-Time Entrant Award went to Strasburg Creek Farm of Wittenberg for their BMR corn silage. In the area of quality counts, corn silage Rick Dato of Amory captured top honors with their BMR corn silage. We'll be hearing from Rick coming up here in just a moment. And other winners from our area include Indian Head Holsteins and Barron. They received fifth place for Grass Hay. Daniel Nolt from Spencer got fourth place for Alfalfa Haylage. Mixed Grass Haylage went to Jenks Jerseys from Marathon County. They took second place. While Kervin Brubaker from Stanley took fifth in that area. And Michael Marin from Colby took third place for Standard Corn Silage. Some good stuff there. Congratulations to all. I mean, even if you didn't get a place, that's still pretty amazing, isn't it, Jill, to go down and be a part of that World Forage Analysis Super Bowl. I think it's really neat to see that all the forages, so many of them come from Wisconsin and did so well. Yeah. Well, let's hear from Rick Dato. Bob had a chance to catch up with him last week at Expo. At this year's World Forage Analysis Super Bowl, lots of folks from central and western Wisconsin among the top forage samples in the country. And we're going to talk to one that was right on top, a familiar name in Wisconsin, Rick Dado. Rick and Gwen and the family operate their farm in the Amory area. And, of course, uh, Rick's history in Wisconsin, very much tied to the FFA. Yes, I'm afraid so. Not only myself, but my four children have been very involved in both state and national activities. So, really exciting to be here at the Forge Super Bowl contest. Yeah, state officers here in Wisconsin, leaders of the organization over the years. Well, Rick, tell me about the uh, the farming operation, first of all, in the Amory area. How big is it? What are you doing? We milk about 500 Holstein cows, registered cattle. We do a little showing as well. We farm about 1,500 acres of uh, basically corn and alfalfa. All of that goes to feed our cows on our farm. We raise all the replacements on the farm, so uh, also buy a little extra corn grain to keep them all going. Um, so this year we had some corn silage that we submitted for the Super Bowl uh, analysis. Now this was last year's soup, last year's silage. That's correct. This was last year's silage, 2021. All right. Well, how were the growing conditions last year in Amory, and how have they been this year? Before we talk about the sample, which obviously was pretty good. In western Wisconsin, growing conditions were quite similar this year as last year. Very dry early on in the season, and we use a longer day BMR corn silage. So just in the nick of the time, the rain came not only last year, but this year, maybe a week later this year, in order to save the crop. Um, I know it's been hard for everyone because of the dry weather. Tell us about the sample that you submitted and uh, the recognition you received here. Quality counts corn silage from uh, BMR corn silage. So the brown midrib corn, tell us about that sample from last year. What was it all about and how good was it? 
Well, the quality counts uh, category is a new category here in the in the Super Bowl contest, and they do not tell you which parameters they're going to use, so it changes from year to year, apparently. This year, they were analyzing for what they are calling total organic uh, matter intake, and so it looks at uh, starch levels, NDF, digestibility, and they're trying to determine what's a total consumable uh digestible material that a cow can consume per ton of corn silage. The BMR, or brown midrib uh, silage, is a low lignin uh, uh, variety that many different organizations and companies have. Uh, The BMR category typically has higher fiber digestibility because of the lower lignin levels. And uh, yours was the best. Well, apparently so. <laughs> what do they tell you as far as after they sample it? What do they tell you? Well, if you're here at the at World Dairy Expo at the uh, analysis uh, center, the samples are there on display. And for each sample, there's a card there that gives you the nutrient compositions of the samples that are there. For BMR corn silage, they're looking at... Uh, of course, NDF content, NDF digestibility after 30 hours of in vitro digestion, crude protein levels, starch levels, and then they'll, they'll calculate a milk per ton on, on that material. And then on the haylage samples, it'll also give you a, a relative forage value and relative forage quality. When you started feeding this sample from last year, did you uh, notice a difference on the cows? One of the changes we made in our operation was to increase our storage capacity. So we were able to carry over material. And so um, when we fed this particular material, we didn't see an immediate response. And that's not unusual. But when you look at it over a longer term period, you notice that the cows are doing better. They're obviously eating. And what we noticed more than anything is how consistent their intake was over time. It didn't jump up and down. And you expect, uh, with what you put up this year, you're going to get the you're going to get the the same kind of results. Did it look from the from the chopper that it was uh, again a pretty good crop? You had uh, a lot of uh, a lot of corn, not just all all stock. It's like everybody's corn field. It depends where you are in the field, low versus high, back versus the front. Uh, at the end of the day, after looking at it from the chopper and from the field, it looks like we could have pretty decent material. I think the starch levels are going to be down a little bit uh, because we did have an early freeze uh, last week. But uh, we can just hope for the best. I wish I knew that the magic formula was to do this every year, but we keep our fingers crossed and hope for the best. Congratulations. Yes, thank you, Bob. All right, Rick and Glenn Dato of Four Hands Farm in Amory again. They were among the champions at the World Forage Analysis Super Bowl, the Quality Counts Corn Silage category with their BMR Corn Silage. I'm Bob Bosold. And thank you so much, Bob, for that report, and congratulations again on all the winners and participants down at World Dairy Expo. Let's take a look at some weather. We got to get moving. Chores got to get done. The sun is, well, not even out yet, but that's okay. We've got Medford at 40 degrees this morning. La Crosse is also at 40. Over in Marshfield, they're at 41. Green Bay is at 42. Rice Lake, they're at 35 degrees. Wausau at 41. Then we head south down to Madison, 41 degrees down there. Milwaukee's at 51 degrees. They're nice and toasty. And right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 38 degrees. We're looking at a sunny day today, a little bit of cloud cover, high of 66. Tonight it's going to be clear with a low of 48. Tomorrow, sunny and 74. Tomorrow night, though, there is a chance of some scattered thunderstorms coming in. 
We're looking at a low of 52, so it won't be too cold. Then Wednesday, showers and 58 degrees. Wednesday night, partly cloudy and 38 degrees. We've got your morning markets. Those are coming up next, and they'll be brought to you by... Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And again, this morning's markets will be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, let's rock and roll this morning. I know you're ready. <laughs> Kick us off. What's going on in the market? Well, our cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 142 to 163 with mixed at 115 to 142. Choice fed beef heifers are 143 to 159 with mixed at 110 to 142. Choice fed Holstein steers are 127 to 137 with select and silage fed steers 72 to 126. Cows are 65 to 105 with bulls at 72 to 111. Butcher hogs are 71 to 86 with sows at 43 to 63. Boars are 20 to 25. Shorn market lambs are a dollar to a dollar five. Unshorn market lambs are 92 to a dollar five. Feeder lambs are 75 to 205 with ewes at 70 to a dollar. Small goats are 25 to 120 dollars. Medium goats are fifty to two hundred fifty dollars. Large goats are fifty to three hundred fifty dollars, and nanny goats are twenty five to two hundred forty five dollars. Thank you, Jill. And looking at the Mercantile Exchange, we've got live cattle for October at one forty five thirty two. That was unchanged. December's at one forty eight oh five, up seventeen cents. February's at one fifty one seventy five, up twelve. Peter cattle for October's at one seventy four seventy two, down a dollar. November's at one seventy five sixty two, down eighty cents. January's at one seventy six sixty down a dollar and a quarter. Lean hogs for October's at 92.95, that's up 57 cents. December's at 77.15, down 62, and February's at 79.95, down 35 cents. Then looking at the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your December corn up 6 cents at 6.89. December oats up 8 at 3.87. November beans up 22 cents to 13.89. Your December soybean meal was up $6.10 to 406.80 a ton. Your December wheat was up 36 cents at 9.16. On the dairy side, barrel cheese was down two and a half cent to 2.22 and a half. Your blocks were down three quarters of a cent to 2.02 and a quarter. Your double A grade butter was down a nickel at 3.21 and three quarters. And then switching over to those class three futures, we've got October unchanged at 22.11. November down nine at 21.85. December down 11 at 21.23. January down two at 2078. February up a nickel at 2070. And then the markets were upward trending through July of 2023. 18 minutes after five o'clock. Jill, let's catch up with some farm news. Something new coming to the state of Wisconsin. Hey, there is a new company coming here to Wisconsin. Nietzsche Cocoa, a global cocoa processing company headquartered in Tima. Guyana is choosing to build its first North American manufacturing facility in Metro Milwaukee. At its Franklin Business Park location, the company will lease over 44,000 square feet of this facility. The company will import cocoa cake, which will be pulverized to create cocoa power powder for nationwide distri- distribution as well as manufacture finished chocolate made with cocoa butter and cocoa liquor produced in Guyana. Nietzsche Cocoa is the largest cocoa producer in Guyana, the world's second largest cocoa producer after the Ivory Coast. Interesting stuff there. Who I doesn't like, love cocoa? Oh, I love chocolate. Uh-huh. Every, <laughs> I, I mean, if people don't like it, that's a problem. If you're allergic, I feel bad. But Well, it's okay if they don't like it because well, there's then white there's chocolate. more... 
then there's more for me. Oh, that's true. See, right away. <laughs> it's all about me, right? Well, you know what else is really good, though? Cranberries. Cranberries. So are- we're going to be hearing about cranberries coming up next from the Pittsville area. We'll be hearing from Bosold. He's coming in next. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The most beautiful harvest of all the crops getting underway. That, of course, is our cranberry harvest. And you can see it up close and personal with the Pittsville High School Cranberry Science Class. And Lindsay Meisner is with us now, who is the Ag Instructor and FFA Advisor at Pittsville High School. And, Lindsay, I know you didn't start these splash of cranberry tours, but how long have they been going on over in central Wisconsin? We have had the tours go on for, we are entering our 20th year of tour season. So, yes, um, former alumni members, uh, the former egg teacher, and then many people that are involved in the agritourism industry in central Wisconsin made these tours possible. And you let your students actually run the tours and kind of put it together? Is that how it works? Yeah, that's the unique part about this class. The class at uh, Pittsville High School is called Cranberry Science. And once harvest begins, uh, one of the um, curriculum components is that students run the cranberry tours that we offer for people to join us. Um, And we have guests that come from all over the world. What's the tour all about? How long does it take? What do they see? Uh, The tour itself is about a two-hour tour, Um, and then after the tour is over, we have a a half hour that we serve them, a kind of Wisconsin-slash-cranberry-themed lunch. And they, when uh, the guests are on the tours, they go and visit a current marsh that's under production, and they have the opportunity to see the harvest. Um, We typically see uh, the wet harvesting process, so... 95% of berries in Wisconsin are harvested with wet processing, and then those are usually um, made, those cranberries are made into a variety of different processed products. And then they, uh, the tour guests are able to see a receiving station, and as well as where the berries are um, binned, lab tested, and then frozen. How up close and personal can they get when they go out into the bogs? They don't actually get a chance to, to rake the berries, do they? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the uh, producers in the industry would love if we brought them some extra workers. However, uh, no, uh, due to the time constraints of our tour, um, I do have to squeeze it in during our high school schedule, so we don't allow anybody to actually go into the beds themselves. However, um, we are able to see the on the marsh the harvesting process right up and close. How many producers get involved with you in this thing? And uh, what is their their thought about bringing people to the bogs after 20 years? Obviously, they seem to like it. Uh, yeah, it's an agro-tourism adventure, I mean, for sure. And like I said, we bring people from all over the world um, that come to uh, central Wisconsin for our uh, cranberry harvest time. The great thing about um, this class is the students are working directly with people in the industry um, and producers in the industry. So uh, last year we worked with um, a few different uh, cranberry families 
Um, Jacob Cyril Cranberry uh, was one. And then we also work with the Gardner Cranberry family. Um, we've worked with potters in the past, and then um, Gainer Cranberry has helped us as well. So lots of different industry people that we thank for um, inviting us to come onto the marshes and see the harvest firsthand um, and the students being able to communicate and kind of network with those families in the industry. How do people that want to bring a group or a family or just themselves to one of these tours, how do they get on the tours? And as we get into October now, what kind of a tour schedule do you have? Well, the easiest way is to go um, right onto the school district of Pittsville um, website and then go under the district page. You're going to see a a page called Splash of Red Cranberry Tours. Um, Tours do kick off this Thursday, uh, September 29th, and we are um, in tour season then um, pretty much through the third week in October. Uh, So our last tour is wrapping up on October 21st. Tours this um, season run every Thursday and Friday from 9.30 to noon. And there is a form on the Splash of Red Cranberry Tour website that uh, interested guests can fill up. Um, fill out, and then I will contact them after they fill out the form. And it's how much per person or a group rate, or how do you charge? With the meal, it is uh, $25 per person, and then that includes, um, uh, obviously, the tour cost itself. Um, All that money, then, is used to, obviously, fund um, the class, and then if any extra dollars are um, left over at the end of the season, um, that money goes back to the students in forms of scholarships. By funding the class, what do you mean? You've got the only cranberry science class, I think, in the country. So what do you do? Is this a real hands-on program, or what do you do with a class? Uh, yeah, so it's, it's kind of also, the tours are also like a business for the cranberry science class. So um, besides paying for um, transportation, um, the meal, they have to budget for the meal um, per person. And um, there are a few extra, like the the uniforms that the students wear. They have a T-shirt that they get as part of the class. And then any of the extra equipment or materials that we might need um, for the tour season, we also take out of that budget. How many students do you usually get in the class like that because cranberries are a big deal in central Wisconsin? Uh, currently, right now, I have um, 18 students enrolled in the class. It usually on a typical year is anywhere from about 16 to 20 students. Um, the class does fill up very quickly, uh, so it is. Uh, there's always a waiting list of students. Um, most of the time, it is our senior-level students, our 12th grade students at Pittsville High School that are enrolled in the class. Obviously, you got to be conscious of the calendar, your school schedule, but is it just a classroom activity, or does the class actually go out over and above the splash of cranberry tours and get some hands-on work in the cranberry bogs? Uh, we have several students that are enrolled in the class that are working in the industry or maybe have lived and grown up on a marsh in central Wisconsin area. So we definitely use their background knowledge um, as part of the, the class and the material that we are presenting to our guests. Uh, however, um, yes, we do have students that um, are currently working um, during the harvest time, and so we have to work around those schedules as well. As you get input from the producers, not only for your tours, 
but do they help you instruct this class because you know it's it's a specialty crop uh yes we do um bring in uh some guest speakers through the class that actually help educate the students on current trends that are happening in the cranberry science industry um we listen to uh, people like yourself um, or other, um, you know, journalists. Um, we read articles to make sure that we have the most relevant information, um, and we present that on the tours as well. And once again, Lindsay, Lindsay Meisner, our guest, the Ag Instructor FFA Advisor at Pittsville High School, the host of the Splash of Red Cranberry Tours, now going on until the 21st of October. For those interested, how do they get involved and get to come on a tour? And they're only on Thursday and Fridays. What's the best way again, Lindsay? Um, the best way, again, is to go to the Splash of Red Cranberry uh, website that is located on the School District of Pittsville's webpage, um, or else they can call um, the school at 715-884-6412, and I am extension 750. It's that easy to see the most beautiful harvest of any crop we have. The red cranberries, the leaves on the trees are changing, a bright blue sky the Splash of Red Cranberry Tours put on by the Cranberry Class at Pittsville High School. Lindsay Meisner is their advisor. Get it done because it's well worth it. I'm Bob Bosold. And he is correct. It is an amazing tour. I did it a few years ago. It is well worth the time to go. See how everything is. Look around. It's just absolutely breathtaking. So we're almost at 5.30 in the morning. Time to check in with Morning Marcus. We're going to head over to Rocky Olson at Premier. He's coming in next. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 29 minutes before 6 o'clock. Time to check in with Rocky Olson at Premier. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So we had a busy weekend. Beautiful weather. We can't complain. That, it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. We're talking off air about uh, kids hunting, and wow, my daughter shot a doe, but I think every other kid out in the woods shot one this week. I know. It, it was a very successful youth hunt for many youngsters this year. Yeah. Couldn't have much better weather, so oh, that was great. And for the, that's great just it. It wasn't cold, not hot, perfect weather. Yep. I do think they should give these kids a week, though. Weekend oh. to weekend, at least. And that we should get paid vacation during that week. There you go. And I like it. We'll New plan tradition. on that. <laughs> All right, Rocky, catch us up. What's going on at Premier? Uh, thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how uh, last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We sold just over 3,000 head last week. Fed cattle uh, traded a little bit lower. Holstein steers, high choice and prime, 126 to 137. Select and low choice, 112 to 125. Choice B steers and heifers, 128 to 142. Market cows traded lower. High yielding cows, 76 to 93. Most cows, 63 to 75. Market bulls higher. High yielding bulls from 96 to a dollar. 12 organic market cows sold every every monday uh, steady high yielding cows 95 to 120 lower yielding 94 and down newborn holstein bull calves mostly from 80 to 145 per head your beef calves 150 to 350 uh, we sold almost a thousand head of feeder cattle last tuesday customer appreciation day we had new crop beef calves from mostly from a dollar 50 to 230 per pound most of the holstein steers from a dollar to a dollar 52 next special feeder cattle auction will be tuesday october 18th also selling bred beef cows call in those 
consignments. Uh, last week, uh, dairy cattle auction, top milk cows brought 1800 to 2500 uh, Dairy cattle auction this week, Wednesday, we got two herd dispersals, one very good tie stall herd, uh, 40 years of AI breeding, they're on official test, and they're averaging in the 80s, plus several loads of fancy fresh parlor free two- and three-year-olds, uh, one group of 25 fancy two-year-olds coming for that sale. Full listing on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us at Premier, 715-229-2500. Machinery auctions coming up here November 18th. We know you all been busy with the harvest, uh, but definitely if you got equipment to bring, it's very important to get that equipment in early for best advertising. So you can bring that uh, equipment six days a week. Uh, give us a call if you got stuff coming our way. 715-229-2500, and that's how it shaped up. Excellent. Thank you so much, Rocky. You have a great day, and enjoy the weather. All right. You too, Kristen. Thank you. Thank you. There he goes, Rocky at Premier. And it's that time of the morning. We need to check in with some weather this morning. Let's head over to our Skywarn 13 meteorologist and see what's going on. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Kristen. How are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? Good. I heard you saw a few deer on the way here or something. I saw one. Okay, they didn't run across, he didn't, or she didn't run across the road, right? Nothing! Okay, I good. drove through the entire Clark County Forest, Jackson County, Trempolo County, into Eau Claire, nothing until I hit Gulf Road, and there was a buck walking like, hey, how's it going? Welcome. Sounds about right for Gulf Road, I feel like. I think so. I think he was heading to Walmart. Yeah, you know, You know, maybe... getting ready for the ladies, the rut's going to be kicking in here in a couple weeks. Yeah, he's just trying to save a couple bucks. Yeah! Ha ha ha! But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a d- decent morning for a nice little stroll for for the big guy. But uh, starting off mostly where we should, into the upper 30s. But we'll have a good bit of sunshine later on to warm us up into the mid to upper 60s. And we'll stay clear tonight with lows dipping to the upper 40s. So it'll be a fairly mild night. And tomorrow is going to be much warmer, but also breezy. We'll have winds out of the south, mostly between 10 to 20 miles per hour. Gusts nearing 30, but more sunshine will allow us to warm up into the mid-70s until a cold front moves through late tomorrow night and into the early hours of Wednesday. And that will bring a few chances at some showers and even a few storms going into tomorrow night and into Wednesday as well. But then going into Wednesday afternoon, we'll start to see those clouds clear out. A little bit more sunshine, but much cooler. Mid-50s for our highs. And then partly sunny on Thursday, mid-40s. Friday into the upper 40s, good bit of sunshine and really not much relief to take us through the weekend. Good bit of cloud cover for Saturday, low 50s for our highs. And Sunday, even colder. And yes, I'll use the word cold with our highs only into the low 40s. But right now, well, temperature of 38 degrees in Eau Claire. And uh, really not that bad of a start to the morning, I'd say. I would say it was a beautiful morning. And overnight, we had the hunter's moon. Mm-hmm. You could still see a good shot of that, too, before, well, sunrise. My gosh, it's now well after 7, about uh, quarter after 7 for our sunrise now. I know. And we got, is daylight savings time going to happen here in, what, another month? Another, yeah, another couple weeks. And uh, then we at least get, I think we get a couple pre-7 a.m. sunrises, but those aren't going to last very long as well. Oh, you're <laughs> breaking my heart, Mike. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I will let you, you know, scrape out the last bit of summer before, you know, we get into fall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See how I did that, too? Yes. yes. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, Mike, thanks so much, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Absolutely. Have a good one. You too. There he goes, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria. And this morning's weather is brought to you by... Our weather, brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to check in with some morning news. We're going to head over to our newsroom and check in with Morgan McCarthy. Good morning, Morgan. 
It's a busy morning. Catch us up. What's going on in the news department? Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Coming out of a weekend of plugging into a new week, the sheriff in Eau Claire looks into how a woman ended up being shot by an arrow over the weekend. 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster brings us details. The woman called 911 after being hit with an arrow in the town of Washington. Investigators haven't said who shot her or what she was doing when she was shot. The sheriff's office says she's expected to live and says there's no threat to the community. I'm John DeMaster. You look into the political stage and maybe heading into the weekend Friday, you caught some of the debate. Well, Republican U.S. Senator Ron Johnson and Democrat Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes held their first debate Friday night and talked about the biggies on the topic of abortions. Barnes says the federal government should step in and protect women's medical decisions. We'll look at different sides so you can decide. Here's Barnes. Doctors shouldn't have to live under the threat of being criminalized for helping women through their most difficult decisions. Behind the other podium, Johnson supports nationwide, state-by-state voting on abortion rights. Sounds like this. And it shouldn't be decided by nine justices, not 535 members of Congress, and quite honestly, not even 132 members of the Wisconsin state legislature. Johnson currently holds a slight lead over Barnes in polling. Governor Tony Evers and his challenger, Tim Michaels, are set to debate later this week. From the courts, we could get the first look at the Waukesha Christmas Parade suspect's defense strategy. The judge in the case gave Daryl Brooks Jr. till the end of today to produce his witness list. Brooks, of course, is acting as his own lawyer, didn't offer an opening statement. It's not clear what kind of defense he will offer. He's been erratic and disruptive each day of the trial so far. Prosecutors began with witnesses last week. They're expected to continue with their case today. In headlines that bring us closer to our area, there's a push for an ethics commission for Eau Claire County Board. Supervisor Mark Beckfield says he wants an independent panel to be able to look into issues of the county board without bias or political ideology. Says he's pushing that idea after a change on how the county adopted its latest budget. He says supervisors were shut out from asking questions in the process. He also says an ethics commission could help get some answers about the years-long investigation into the county's Department of Human Services and a million-dollar accounting year that started the whole thing. And boo! Halloween is almost here. Maybe your own little ghosts and goblins are getting their costumes ready when it comes to the tricks, the treats, then the spooky sweets. Well, there are cities in America that fit the bill, right, Scott? There's a lot of U.S. cities that have plenty of supposed ghosts and haunted houses. Chicago, Savannah, the nation's supposed oldest city, St. Augustine, Florida, and even Portland, Oregon, but the city considered the most haunted by travel and leisure is hands down New Orleans. With plenty of wealthy and weird inhabitants of French Quarter mansions, men murdered by the infamous pirate Jean Lafitte, and the children haunting the old Andrew Jackson Hotel. People still claim to smell incense when they go by here late at night. Awarded honorable mention, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, Washington, D.C., San Francisco, and Salem, Massachusetts. I smell toothpaste. Marvelous. I'm Scott Carr. And we'll send you back to the barn. I don't think it's haunted, but if there were spirits, you'd probably have them grab a shovel and start helping out, right? Had to throw your own weight and do the chores. With Kristen Smith, Jill Welke, and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Have you seen the new Hocus Pocus 2 movie yet, Jill? I have not. You haven't? Are you going to take me? take you well where's it on i don't know streaming on disney oh well i i, don't, <laughs> I, I get take you i get my uh four channels your four channels <laughs> and it's i'm okay with that you have to watch the original and then you have to watch the hocus pocus too it's the sequel the nice thing is is that the original sanderson sisters are the originals from 30 years ago well, I've seen a lot of uptake on it, and they've been talking about how the the ones that are putting the new one on talk to the originals, and so they want it to must really want it to coincide with each other. I liked it. Kids liked it. It was spectacular. <laughs> oh yeah, we got it going on today. 
All right, we got stuff to do. We've got more morning markets coming up next here on Wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, before we check in with markets, we've got some updates here. we got to touch base on Jill. Catch us up. What's going on? Well, I just found this on my Facebook feed. Baron FFA is having a fundraiser tomorrow on Tuesday the 11th from 5.30 to 7.30 at the Barron High School gym. And they're having a basket raffle and a bake sale. And that money is going to go to taking the kids to National FFA Convention. And the FFA is also having the FFA Fall Fest. It's a crop show and school fair. Entries are due by 9.30 tomorrow morning at the Barron High School Commons. And that has prizes. I just thought I'd bring that up and get a little promotion out there. And we're going to take a look at our September rainfall report from Dennis, Will, and Colby. For September, they had 3.45 inches of rain, and they said they had 2.72 inches all in one shot on the 20th. Wow. And otherwise, they said they would have had an awfully dry month. Wow. Well, thank you, Dennis, for sending that in. And let's go back to Barron for just a quick second. It's tomorrow? It is tomorrow. Barron FFA, and it's a fundraiser. And where do... So what time does it all start? What's all... 5.30 5.30 till 7.30 in the evening. Okay. That's evening for me these days. It's at the Barron High School gym. They're having a basket raffle and a bake sale. Very good. 5.30 tomorrow. Head to Barron High School. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right. Well, we got Jim Lindsay on the line here. Jim, catch us up. He's from the Equity Altoona Barn. Catch us up. What's going on? Choice beef steers nefers dollar twenty to a dollar forty five. Choice dairy cross steers nefers dollar twenty to a dollar forty four. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar thirty one to a dollar forty. Choice Holstein steers a dollar eighteen to a dollar thirty. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar seventeen and down. Top twenty percent of the cold cow sold from seventy nine to ninety three. We had a top of one oh two and a half on a high yielding fleck bay cow. Sixty percent of the cows sold from fifty three to seventy eight. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from fifty two and down. Co bulls sold from eighty five to a dollar five. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety five pound up Holstein bull calves sold from fifty to one hundred and twenty dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from fifty dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from one hundred to two hundred and ten dollars per head. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to the upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at seven one five. Eight three five three one zero four to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. And it's that time of the morning. We need to check in with some more morning markets. We're going to head over to the Equity Stratford Barn and check in with Jerry. And Jerry, we've got a busy morning. Catch us up. What's going on over in Stratford? Well, Chris, a good morning to you and Jill, and yes, we'll do that, and I thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. This will be the sales schedule this week here at Equity Stratford, full marketing week. Now, I know uh, for some folks who got the day off, federal holiday, Equity Stratford is open today, so uh, uh, we'll clarify that right away. And, of course, we do get started right away this morning with market cows. We sell uh, market cows this morning along with fed cattle, market bulls, baby calves, around 1130. Uh, Tuesday auction tomorrow to start at 10. Uh, that will be with the hay sale. 11 o'clock tomorrow on Tuesday, we will do the uh, market auction. Also sell organic market cattle every Tuesday, and then we'll be followed by the regular market cattle tomorrow on Tuesday. 
uh, our Wednesday auction uh, does feature a full marketing day along with uh, fed cattle. We do feature fed cattle on Wednesday along with market cows, market bulls, sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves. Feeder cattle sale this week will be a noontime start. And our Thursday auction starts at 11, full marketing day on Thursday, and also with baby calves and market cattle. Just a brief look at last week. Call market a little bit lower last week. Most of the cows were selling between uh, 50 and 73. Uh, High-yielding Holstein cows to 85. We had some fancy beef cows to 95. Uh, calf market also a little bit weaker on the clothes, uh, mostly 40 to 120 on the clothes on those bull calves. A lot of bull calves last Monday selling from 130 to 175. And beef calves did top last week at 370. So, again, we'll see how things uh, transpire today here at Stratford. We'll be back here tomorrow morning, give you a full update on the current prices. And, again, want to mention again, uh, we are open today. And if you if somebody has a day off, good luck. You'll have a nice day and uh, enjoy it. Because, But most of us will go back to work. And uh, uh, I know you ladies are busy this morning, so we'll turn it back to you. And we'll be back here tomorrow morning to give an update on the markets. Excellent. Thanks so much, Jerry. Talk to you later. Thank you. Have a nice day. You too. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. All right, let's take a quick look at our markets this morning. We're going to take a look at the Chicago Board of Trade. We've got your December corn up six at six eighty nine. We've got your December oats up eight at three eighty seven. November beans up twenty two at twelve eighty nine. We've got your December soybean meal up six dollars and ten cents to four oh six eighty a ton. December wheat up thirty six at nine sixteen. Country elevators in the area. Golden Plump in Arcadia is at six fifty four for corn. Baldwin's at 630 for corn and 1305 for beans. Duran's at 620 and 1295. Mondovi's at 625 and 1305. Elmwood's at 630 for corn, 1310 for beans. Fall Creek's at 615 and 1245. Osseo's at 635 and 1310. Elk Mound's at 630 and 1310. Sparta's at 633 for corn, 1301 for beans. Ellsworth's at 610 for corn. Ethanol plants in the area. Boyceville's at 634. Stanley's at 639. New Richmond's at 637. Looking on the dairy side, barrel cheese down two and a half cents to 222 and a half. Your blocks are down three quarters of a cent to 202 and a quarter. Double A grade butter is down a nickel to 321 and three quarters. And your class three futures for October unchanged at 2211. November down nine at 2185. December down 11 at 2123. January down two at 2078. February changed it up. Up a nickel, 2070, and the markets were upward trending through July of 2023. Again this morning on our next Girl Alfalfa Update program, Dr. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, is with us, catching up with Dan face-to-face for a change at uh, World Dairy Expo in Madison. And we're going to talk about the results probably next week about the Forage Analysis Super Bowl. But, uh, Dan, right now, I guess first things first, we're, we're chopping silage and... You know, we've got a lot of expensive equipment out there, but uh, there are some other tried-and-true methods that we can get some answers. That's right, Bob. Uh, One of the things about corn silage is it's really important to have the kernels cracked. We've known this for years, that uh, if the kernels are not cracked, there's a reasonable chance it'll pass right through the cow and come out in the manure. And then even though the analysis would show we have that energy, the fact is the cow couldn't get to it because of the uh, corn kernel. So one of the simplest tests, uh, either as you're making the silage or even once you're done, is simply to take a bucket or a pan, put a couple quarts of water in it, and then throw in a couple handfuls of the chopped material. The plant material will float, so you can scrape that off, and then all the kernels and grain will fall to the 
bottom of the bucket or the pan. Then you can dump that out and look at it. And what you're looking for is to make sure that all of the kernels are cracked. And if you see uh, more than 2 or 3% that are not cracked, then if you're still making silage, it means you need to go back and readjust your kernel processor. If uh, you're already got your silage made, it means that you may need to discount the energy analysis a little bit. So, so this is a cheap, simple, easy, quick way to determine that your kernels are cracked, and that's what we'd like to see in corn silage. And as we do this test, sooner rather than later, obviously. So, if uh, you know, a lot of folks are well into their corn silage, but uh, if you're not, check it right away and do it while you're out, maybe on the chopper. Well, that's what I would recommend if we can. Uh, if you're hiring somebody to do it, the first load that comes out, check it to make sure the crop processor is set right. Remember that for the custom harvester, it takes less energy to put the rolls further apart than it does to put them closer together. So it's up to you as a, a higher employer of that contract harvester to make sure that they're properly adjusting things to crack the kernels. And that'll make a huge difference in terms of the energy content of the feed that you're feeding the cattle. Simple. The bucket test with your corn silage check it. Do it just as Dan said and might uh, might open your eyes a little bit. Dan Undersander with us again on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Dan, our state forage specialist here in Wisconsin. I'm Bob Bosold. Thanks so much, Bob. That was Dr. Dan Undersander on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. We're around 38 degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area. Looking for a sunny day today. High of 66. Tonight's going to be 48. Tomorrow, sunny and 74. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.